The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Join us around the pit as we talk all things barbecue. Now here is your host, Johnny Mag. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. I'm Johnny Mags coming at you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. I got Chrissy on the ones and the twos. Oh, I like that. What's up, kid? <laughs> Nothing much. What's going on with you? I'm a cheeseburger. You're a cheeseburger? Yeah. I made the Big time. I'm a oh, cheeseburger. Okay, nice. Did you see the post? Did you miss it? I obviously missed it. I've been busy all day. I woke up Saturday, yeah. Saturday morning to a text message from Ray Sheehan from Barbecue Buddha. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, I got a little something to show you. And he had taken a picture of the chalkboard menu of his new restaurant, Ray's Roadside Kitchen. No way. And there's a Pit Life Barbecue Burger. Yes. Heck yeah. What is on that? Do we know? It is a half pound burger. Okay. With, uh, it's Cooper's chopped cheese. So it must be a local, uh, local cheese manufacturer down there. All right. Uh, An onion ring, bacon, and his barbecue Buddha Kansas City sauce. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. We get a couple of those. I'm I'm working. Right, <laughs> I'm cool. working Can we, like, on freeze them and send them up here. How does this work? I'm hopefully gonna time it perfect on the way back from Texas to uh, swing in. He's having a soft opening on the 21st. Nice. Then uh, he'll be he'll be good to go. And uh, yeah, I mean that doesn't help me any, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, crazy, crazy ass shit. That's awesome. Yeah, mid big congratulations. Time now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now where the hell am I? Where the hell's this show? It's there, there it is. Yeah. Now share it to me. There we go. Close that. Then yeah. So we got an exciting I show. I know. People have been asking and telling me to have this man on. Mm-hmm. So getting down the list, I'm finally being able to do it. It is gonna be good. So let's get going. Today's show brought to you by Uncle Steve Shake. Have you ever wondered why there's a line of people trying to get into your neighbor's backyard when they're having a barbecue, but there's nobody coming to your house, Chrissy? I have wondered that. Why is that, Johnny Max? Because they're using Uncle Steve Shake, and you're not, even though that is a false statement. I'm an idiot. Uncle Steve Shake has 12 amazing flavors from his Gator Shake to the Smoke Bomb to the Competition Line. And now his new sauce with no name, which is fantastic. He has uses some of the freshest ingredients in all his seasonings. Great customer service. He's the one answering the phone. Every time you're gonna get him, so check it in him out at unclestevesshake.com. Also, check out the Facebook group, Uncle Steve Shake Nation. Uncle Steve Shake, shake some on everything. everything. 
Also brought to you by Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com. Whether I'm barbecuing or not, I always keep the smoke rolling thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today, I, if I was smoking, I would be smoking the Hammer and Sickle Moscow City, but I ain't smoking this. No, because that's it. I am saving this because this is the end of it. Yep. There are no more boxes. So, unfortunately, you can't get any of these. Nope, and you they, will never again. So. The, the, the company is being closed out, unfortunately. Yeah, thanks, Russia. But, um, but yeah. Save it. It's going I'm going to save it. I'm going to save yep. it. For sure, for yeah. sure. But thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. I get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Just visit TwoGuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number two guysofguys.com. Also brought to you by Backline Smokers and Backline Fabrication. Ryan Newland is building some of the craziest pits out there today, coming out of Austin, Texas, including mine. He is building one of pits from the ground up. If you can think it, he can build it. Ryan is an absolute artist when it comes to metal fabrication. From you looking for a backyard pit, backyard grill, from uh, 250 gallon all the way to 1,000 gallons, or mine the competition line pit, anything. And then the Frankenstein multi-tool, unbelievable stuff. He puts, he listens, he has conversations with you, listens to you, and he incorporates things into the pit that you don't didn't even think you wanted, but you need. So oh. check them out at Backline Fab. Ryan builds what you want, not what you need. Yeah. Yeah. He likes that line. He likes that line. Also brought to you. I feel like he'll also give you what you need, though. Some, yeah, somewhere along the line. You'll love it regardless. Because, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going nuts. Also brought to you by Magnus Chef Gloves. Our brother Alan Fonte knows a little something about fire management. Seeing he's a Miami-Dade firefighter. He's created these gloves to be your best friend when working with anything alive fire. Made from food-grade silicone to patented magnetic clips for an easy on-off. Your glove don't drop. Right back in. Heat rated up to 500 degrees. The web fit for firm grip. One size fits all. Dishwasher safe. But if you don't like the web fit style, he's taking it to the next level with the new Freedom Gloves. So your regular five-finger neoprene gloves, long, long gauntlet to protect those forearms. No more burning on the racks. Still with the magnetic clip, easy on off. These heat rated 932 degrees. Sat there with my charcoal starter and literally just put the flame, kept going around my hand and Nothing. perfectly fine. Gloves, gloves stay intact. Beautiful. Check them out at magnuschef.com. M-A-G-N-E-C-H-E-F.com. Order yours today. Pair for the backyard, pair for the barbecue trailer, pair for the kitchen. You know, multi-uses. And at checkout, use code ROYAL21. That's ROYAL21 
for 15% off your order. Magnus Chef, Master of Fire, and Freedom Gloves. Take a stand, free your hands. Also brought to you by CustomCuttingBoardsRUs.com. Brother Ian Hemming out of Magnolia, Texas, is creating what I consider the Yeti of cutting boards. These boards take an absolute beating. The, anything you can throw at them, these boards will handle. From the dishwasher board, which is your standard countertop board, to the massive 18 by 36 brisket board, the pizza board for that perfect slice every time, the patented bottom grips, these boards will not slide on you. Even on a wet surface, the board will stay in place. So no slips, so you gouge yourself. None of that. The deep lip reservoir, catch all that beautiful juices and au jus from whatever protein that you are cooking. Check them out at customcuttingboardsrus.com. That's the letter R, us.com. Kent, what's up? Ken Smith, what's happening? Chapin, what's going on? Guy Chisholm, what's up, brother? Darren Lucas, what's going on? Mrs. Mags, Gray, what's happening? Kyle, Big Kano, what is going on? Well, I am excited for today's show. Daddy Dutch has been on me to get this gentleman on. Brother Bill Purvis from Chicken Fried Barbecue said, you need to get Phil on. I have seen him on uh, Robert Roche's show, a couple others. Great guy. Complete knowledge, encyclopedia of barbecue. One of the, I consider one of the most consistent uh, competitors on the circuit today. Seems every weekend there's some picture of a hardware of some sort in this gentleman's hand. But without further ado, please welcome from LC Barbecue, Mr. Phil Breeden. What's up, brother? Hey, what's going on, John? How's it going, everybody? Thanks for having me. Oh, man, it's a pleasure. Thank you for taking some time. Thank you, thank you. I know you're going to get busy. We got the Royal coming up. You're getting ready ready for that. You have just, um, were you down Were you down at the Danny Deets this weekend? No, I, did, I didn't go over to, uh, to Danny Deets. I ended up staying close to home and cooking a CBA down in Tilden. Okay. Which was not too far from the house is where I ended up going. And I did okay there. Uh, I did a first rib, a third pork, and then, you know, chicken. They didn't like my chicken and my brisket, so. Hey. So we take our take what we get, and we go back to the house and regroup for this weekend. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So I always I start everything off um, for anybody who might not be, uh, you know, know you too much or heard sure. of you. Um, who is Phil Breeden? How did you get um, to start in your barbecue journey all the way up from the beginnings up to LC Barbecue? Sure. I'm Phil Breeden, LC Barbecue. Um, I've been competing since 2015. Yeah, I got into this sport back then, 2014. I was doing a lot of cooking at the deer camp with some buddies, and uh, one of them had done some comps before. He said, man, you ought to do some comps. And I'm like, man, they got those things. He said, yeah, there's one next month. I'll get this information. So he did, and uh, I ended up cooking that. It was a 19-team cook-off. Um Man, they called the top three. It was a Go Texan in Silsby, Texas. They called the top three in each category. 
they called the top three chicken. They got down to first chicken, and uh, it wasn't me. So they went <laughs> on to uh, ribs, and man, I had some jam up ribs that day. The best I recall, probably the best I'd ever done in competition. That's some of the first ones. So they did the third, you know, third, second, and they got down to first. And uh, again, it wasn't me. And I'm I'm kind of disheartened by this whole competition gig because uh, everybody done said my food was good. So. And they did the brisket, and yeah, I told my buddies, I'm like, man, what are we going to do next weekend? You want to go golfing? And they got the first brisket. It was mine. So, um, <laughs> man, and if it had to have been, I don't know if I'd have ever done another one. <laughs> but it was a first-place brisket. So that kind of got me hooked in the sport. And, um, you know, all my buddies, uh, I started out, they, hey, you got to have a team name. I'm like, man, I don't know a team name. They said, oh, these guys, this name, this name, needs to be kind of funny, this or that. And uh Man, they all called me the leprechaun. See, you ought to be Lucky Charms. Man, I kind of like that. Let's go with it. So I was Lucky Charms um, actually up until last year. Um, in 2018, I, I released my first product, which was Foul Play, our chicken injection. Uh, it's something I had been running for a couple of years, something that I, I created at Mad Scientist in the kitchen out of uh, necessity from doing bad in chicken. And uh, I did very well with it for a couple of years and, and fast forward, finally figured out how to get it into, get it into a bag and, and sell it. And uh, it did very, very well. So from there, I, I started developing the product line. But um, when I did that, you know, I didn't want General Mills mooching off of me, you know, with Lucky Charm. So oh, yeah. I decided to, to change that. And uh, that's how I came up with LC barbecue, which obviously is abbreviated lucky charms yeah. uh, back history for me. So a lot of people still refer to lucky charms and uh, it'll never fully go away. It's still it's, uh, part of me and part of our brand. So um, we embrace it, but yeah, fast forward from 2018 to now we have nine products. We've got two brisket injections, two pork injections, uh, our foul play chicken. We've got a brine and we've got three rubs, uh, raw, hot, or all-purpose, certified pork and chicken, and last call, beef and chicken. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice, nice. CJ, what's happening? Pat Fisher, what's going on? You're right, Kyle. I am jealous of Phil's locks. It's It's been many <laughs> years since I had anything you could consider a lock. <laughs> I don't have them pulled back today. Let my hair down. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But but it was funny, like you said, you, you, you're sitting there at that first comp and, you know, ah, oh, this, this, you know, you want to go golfing next week. But it's very similar to golf because you sit there on the golf course and you beat the hell out of yourself all day long. But it's that one damn shot that goes right down the middle that makes you make the tea time for the weekend after. <laughs> and there's no doubt about that. I use the golf analogy from time to time, you know, and I, I don't really golf anymore. My body's about broken down. I don't know if you could swing a club, but, um, you know, and if you're a good driver, you drive, you drive. It's always, you're down the middle, but you're not good at your irons or putting or who knows what. And then, man, you have that day where, man, your chipper's on and you're, you're making every putt. Well, you can't hit the fairway. So barbecue's a lot like that. You can hit first place brisket 10 weeks in a row and you can't find your ribs. And then you hit a first place rib and your brisket don't hit. It's like, what the shit? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to competition barbecue. Absolutely. You know, you, you wind up <laughs> on that table of death 
or you know the, the table angels or you get the one that says all oh, great smoky flavor in the comment card was you know too much smoke it's like huh okay <laughs> and i think we've all been there you know and, and if you haven't been there yet trust me do it long enough you will be you'll scratch <laughs> your head when you leave and you know you got to process that information and, and not need your you know it's it's a long run and if somebody could win every weekend, we'd have a person that wins every weekend. Yeah. But we don't have that. You know, you got guys at the top that are consistent and do a lot of winning, but nobody wins every weekend. Yeah. So yeah. Not, not in a subjective sport. <laughs> All you can do is skew the odds in your favor. That's it. That's it. That's it. Now, as far as the, um, you know, the sanctioning bodies go, um, you uh, bounce around to the different ones, KCBS, CBA, IBCA. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I'm not, um, it kind of depends on what the focus is at the time, you know, early on in my career up to several years ago, I was primarily IBCA, but at the time that was primarily what we had in Texas. Uh, Lone Star was still there, but uh, at the time, I, I lived in East Texas, and it's primarily in West Texas. And, you know, I moved in, in 2020, and I'm in the hill country of Texas now, centrally located. Um, so for Texas cooking, man, I, I can I can normally find a cook-off within three hours every single weekend. Um, but last year, you know, me and a few other Texas guys, Bill Purvis is one of them, and Lee Hickel, um, man, we just made our focus on KCBS, um, just to kind of, you know, get our feet wet in that world and really do a lot of those cook-offs and, and see how things shake out. And from, for Texas cooks doing that, that involves typically a lot of travel. Yeah. Um, I, I think I traveled 60 or 70,000 miles last year. Um, so I ended up doing 40 KCBS contests and, you know, I can say this about barbecue. I cooked in 17 states last year, and it really don't matter where you go. You know, barbecue family is everywhere, and it's yeah. no different. Um, I'm sure you guys got your groups when you go, and you say, man, hey, how's it going? How's the kids? All that. Every part of the nation, it's the exact same way. It's great people. Um, and it was just such a fun experience, and, and mainly the people make those experiences. It's not the win and, and not anything else. It's just memories you'll never forget. Oh, yeah. You know, um, like I remember wa- um, last year's Royal, um, you know, a bunch of the guys would go live, you know, like James Favia from Amum Claimum. You know, he was down there with Barton and everybody, and I think, you know, Daddy Dutch was down there ha- hanging out with the boys. He was helping uh, – Helping uh, Bill Purvis, he was, he was watching Bill's dishes and all that good stuff. <clears throat> but <laughs> you know, they'd pan the camera around, and you know, oh, there's you know, there's this one, there's you know, everybody it was together, you know. And I know, like you, you and Bill were set up in the same area. I think Fong was in the, the area with you. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you had the whole crew all together, and you know, you're just really enjoying you know, each other's company and friendship. And, you know, even when it came down to it, you know, the brass tax time, you know, <clears throat> yeah, we're, we're, we're competitors, you know, we're friends, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to beat you. I'm going to talk a little shit to you and we're going to get a good laugh. And at the end of the day, we're going to crack a beer, have a whiskey and we s- see what the judges put us. 
But yeah, but you you put it perfect that it you know it is that community that family, you know the week in week out. How is everybody? You you get to know everybody, know everyone's family, and um, you know I've I've met so many people once I got into barbecue. Um, you know, cooking and the little competitions that I've done here and there, <clears throat> but um, you know, once once starting the show, and you know, getting into YouTube. Meeting everybody there, it's 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 crazy. And like I was telling you, I'm heading down the weekend of the Royal. You're heading to the, we're gonna cross paths. You're gonna be going east. I'm coming down that coming out west to get my pit. But um, you know, every everybody is. Once I said that, and we're gonna have a uh, Ryan Newlands having a party, pit reveal party, and you know, sent a message out to all the boys, and you know, a few of them are going to the Royal, but. Everybody else, I'm simply blown away by it that, you know, guys I've talked to for, you know, four or five years now and that never actually met face-to-face, never put hand-in-hand with them, they're all coming out for it. You know, they're coming, oh, really cool. they're coming up yeah, really from cool. San Antonio area. They're coming down from Dallas. They're coming from Houston. You know, it's just, That's you know, way cool. it, it, it blows your mind. You know, you know, we're sitting there on on the screens and lives and phone calls, and but now we're going to be able to actually get there and have them everybody in face to face. It's it's just going to be absolutely wild. Um, That's very exciting. Uh, Big Hano is act wants to know uh, where can you get your products at? Yeah, great question. So. Um, Hopefully we're in your favorite retailer that you normally buy from. If we're not, man, ask for our stuff. We've gotten into um, pretty much we've grown organically for the past four years. Um, you know, people ask for stuff and the retailer reaches out and then they get our stuff. And that's how our, our distribution web grows larger. Um, but of course, we ship all over the nation, all over the world, actually every day. So you can find us at www.lcbbqshop.com um, or your favorite retailer. If, if they're not there, like I said, please ask for it and tell them to reach out to us. Um, we'd love to be in there. We're in about 40 retailers nationwide, so there's probably a lot of room. I know there's a lot of great ones out there. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, check that out, definitely. <clears throat> so, Where the hell was I going? I just lost it. It was it was a comp it was a comp question that was for sure. So uh, yeah, okay, I got it. I got. It. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> H- how long do you think it took you to finally catch your groove on on the competition circuit where you were really comfortable in your cooks? This is what I'm doing to make my timelines. <clears throat> Whether the judges like it or not, this is what I'm doing. You're comfortable. Well, how, how long did that really take you? Yeah, so I, like I said, I started in 2015. In the first few years, you know, I was cooking 10 or 12 comps a year. Um, and, and I did very well at the ones I cooked. Um, it's just all the time that I committed to it. Typically, you know, a couple of months or, one or once or twice a month in a portion of the year. And then in 2018, um, in January, I went to a comp early January and then I went the next weekend and the next weekend. And next thing you know, I looked up and it was 37 later in a row. Um, 
and that never really quit. So in 2018, I cooked 50 comps. I cooked 50 in 2019. Uh, 2020, a lot were like canceled because of COVID, but I still cooked 35. Um, and last year I cooked 54 comps. So from 2018 to now, uh, I've cooked a couple hundred comps, just basically cooking every single weekend. And I've cooked every weekend this year that I can recall. I don't remember taking one off. Um, so I would say that, you know, cooking every single weekend, I know everybody can't do that or very few can. Um, and it just kind of puts you a little bit more in touch with, you know, if I take one weekend off, um, I mean, there's not a whole lot of rust there, but uh, it's not as sharp as I am week to week. So I can only imagine cooking once a month. Um, yeah, you're just not as in tune. So cooking a lot has really helped me. Um, but I will say that, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable every weekend what I come out doing, but I never, I never feel like I'm there. Like, you know, there's never a top of the mountain yeah. to where you don't keep working harder or, you know, I, if me having a line of products, I develop new products. So if I feel like I have a void or a direction I want to go, that's where I start the process and start uh, developing that product to, for specifically what I want it to do. Um, and then I go out on the circuit and I compete with it. And sometimes they make it to the shelf. And then I can tell you much more don't make it to the shelf than that actually do. You know, I kind of average two products a year, which is not many, but then again, I'm not just throwing something in a shaker and going, man, it's really good. Try it. You yeah. know, I've already tried them. I'm already using them. I'm in the 90 percentile as far as what I use of mind. Um, so it is, you know, something I have full confidence in. I'm using it every week and it, it works pretty good for me. You know, so I hope that um, I and a lot of people or Lowell LC uh, barbecue users and we really appreciate their business. It, uh, it, our kids do too. It keeps them fed. <laughs> For sure. And it, funny you funny you say that. Uh Mad Max, what's up? Call you out, brother. Uh Kyle um asks, uh, what do you what would you make for a family dinner? So I don't know. Let, let, let's go let's go a barbecue dinner and a a non barbecue dinner. What are you making for the fam? Uh well, Carmen, my wife, does a lot of the cooking for the family around here, um, you know, probably 80 to 90% of the time I'm cooking every weekend and <laughs> I'm normally not too energetic about cooking during the week, but I love cooking like in hunting season, the fall weather gets there. You want to be on the porch. You want to grab a beer. You want to smell smoke in the air. And if I'm going barbecue wise, man, I like cooking poppers. I like cooking wings. I love doing steaks, you know, Sorry to disappoint, but I'm never throwing a rack of ribs on and then go feeding the family. We'd all starve that night. <laughs> Come on, Dad. We'd rather a salad. So um, you live our life, um, and barbecue's not typically at the top of the list. Uh, other meals, um, man, I, I don't know. Everybody loves a good gumbo every now and then. So oh. if, if I'm cooking at the house, I'd rather be doing something in the kitchen and getting chefy with it. Yeah, I, I, it was funny you said. I was saying that to to my wife the other day. Was oh, we're coming up. It's going, weather's going to be changing here real quick. We're getting the gumbo season, and oh, it's been so. It's been a year anyway. God knows, uh, nothing like a good gumbo. Nothing like a good gumbo. 
Oh, uh, it's association, you know, it's football, it's fall, yeah. it's um, family. Yeah, it just all goes together. You know, I love cooking for the holidays. I always do the turkeys. Um, and I'm working on actually working on a turkey injection that I doubt I'll get out this year, but I was trying to. Um, um, but, yeah, that that's fun for me, exploring new products and new flavors. Um, that's what does it for me at the house. Cool, cool. Now, now what's your process when you're going to go, oh, you know, do you sit down and go, okay, I'm, I need a new, new product. Let's go this direction or let's go this direction. Or does something just come to you? You know, you might be at a restaurant and get a flavor profile from something on the menu and go, you know something, I could do something like this. What's your process? Yeah, inspiration is drawn from all over. Um, I never know when it hits me or, you know, one of the one of the challenging things um, about um, the business that I'm in is not how good the product is. It's how well you market it. Um, so to me, man, you got to come up with names. Then you need labels that need to be attractive. So a lot of that behind the scenes work is sometimes more cumbersome than actually developing a product. Um, so the product wise, typically, you know, I developed as if I feel I have a void or a need. So um, uh, just say like last call, you know, I wanted something that was going to provide like a like a sweet peppery flavor, which complements steak and brisket um, is why I developed last call. Um, that would be in, in general where I'm going with the product and names. And I keep a rolling list you know, notepad list on my phone. And anytime I have something that like clicks, um, I, I make those notes and then I refer back to it cause I'm really forgetful. But, um, in fact, I looked through it today just, and it's, it's really long. I mean, if it was paper, it would probably be 10 pages long. So I, I try to keep those ideas handy and, um, you know, that way I have stuff in the pipeline for when products are actually ready to hit the shelves. Cool, cool. Uh, Chapin got a great question. Have you ever considered putting out a, like a, a wild game rub? Man, no, but I just wrote it down on my little notepad. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Chapin. There it goes. It comes out of everywhere. Perfect. Yeah, uh, my good friend Alton Paris Chupacabra, he just yeah. released a wild game. And, you know, I was like, man, I should have thought of that. That's genius. Got the camo all over it. We're in Texas. Genius. So, yeah, that's a great idea. Perfect. Perfect. We'll put uh, it on the list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big Gano coming coming in hard today with the questions. Uh, what kind of pits are you, uh, you rolling with these days? Yeah, so um, I cook primarily on – it's just a little homemade pit that I built is what I do most of my comps on. I built it back in early 2015. Um, it's a fully insulated offset reverse flow. Um, that's my workhorse. That's my preference. That's what I want to cook on. But eh, I got a large assortment at the house. There's Weber's. Eh, I got Weber's kind of all around. I've got a Weber graveyard because I've might run over them with the truck. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you got a Rectech 1070C sitting on the back porch. That guy puts in a lot of work for home mills and stuff. Um, pretty hard to beat that you can get 400 degrees in about seven minutes. So uh, when you're in a pinch, we, we use the heck out of that thing. Um, man, drums. I got a few drums around, but primarily I'm cooking on my, 
my reverse slope offset that I built. Cool, cool, cool. Uncle Jay, I'm just looking Hello, at Uncle James Jay. Blount. Uncle Steve, what's happening? James Blount trying to talk to two people at once. There we go. There we go. Um, what's um, Mac? Mad Max is asking what you. What's the what type of wood do you usually run with? Yeah, typically post oak, primarily post oak and um, pecan. Sometimes hickory, but and eh, probably eighty percent of it's post oak. I just think it's a familiar flavor. It really doesn't matter what where you live. You know, there's going to be some sort of oak there. Nice, nice, nice. Um, Kent, I'm getting there. See, you know, Dad, Daddy Dutch <laughs> is trying to run the show from Iowa right now. You know, I got a specific question I'm going to ask to lead to that. Come on, man. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Uncle Uncle Steve is, is saying, uh, tell Phil we enjoyed having him at the booth in Houston. Oh, well, thanks for having me. Uh, it was a great time. Hopefully next year I can go again, and maybe the weather will be just a tad better. Better. <laughs> yeah. Pretty nasty this year. Nice. Um, so, all right, I'll I'll lead into it, Dutch. Gee, good God, he's so pushy, that guy. You know, <laughs> tiny little fella he is. Um, <clears throat> I, I know with me, you know, my kids. My daughter and my son, they've always asked, um, you know, that they've shown interest in what I do. You know, I'm a, I'm a mailman at, by trade, so I'm, I'm working six days a week. So really, Sunday's my only real day at home, and I'm always usually cooking or get the, get the kettles going or, you know, the offset rolling on a bunch of stuff for the week. A lot of, you know, meal prep, protein-wise um, so they, they shown some interest in here. Um, now you, your kids have shown some interest that I, I know for a fact, uh, your son Reed has, you know, yeah, for sure. um, any other, the other kids jump in with that or has he really just taken the, taken the, the questions and, and run with it? Yeah, so all the kids um, have, have have at least made a round through it at some point. You know, the rest of all of our kids are a little older now, and you know they're involved in school activities and dance and football, and you know they're teenagers. So <clears throat> Reed's still kind of at that age where I guess barbecue's cool. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, and he's starting. He's starting the same thing. Oh, I want to play baseball and football and this and that. So and we just kind of let him do <clears throat> or encourage him to do whatever he wants to do. If he wants to play baseball and not cook, that's cool. Yeah. I, I always tell him, Hey bud, there's a kid's queue. Okay. Yeah. I want to go. And sometimes he don't, but I just kind of let it flow with, with however the kids want to do it. I don't push it on them. And you know, that's not going to do any good. They're not going to want it anymore if it's pushed on them, but definitely give them the opportunities and support them for whatever direction they want to take it. Yeah. He'll be in, he just turned nine. Um, uh, all the other ones seem to get out of it, you know, around 11, 12, 13 age. Um, and they may circle back. It seems like I see, you know, other friends in the barbecue world, those late teens, you know, kids are interested in a, in a lot of other things and barbecue just typically isn't on the top of the list. It seems yeah. like, and if you look at competition barbecue as a whole, you know, generally, um, it's a, 
typically 35 and up type sport. You don't have a whole lot of people in their twenties doing it. Yeah. Um, you kind of circle back in life to it. It kind of seems like, but yeah, Reed's getting ready for the American role. You know, he won it last year. He reserved it the year before. So, uh, he's been practicing here at the house and, and getting ready to, yeah. uh, go do the kids queue at the American role. There you go. Dutch. We got there. <laughs> you know, Michael Goff, King Louie's in the house. What's up, brother? You know, like I said, I, I was watching the awards last year and uh, when they were doing the kids' queue and, and Reed got the call and it was like, oh, my God, that was awesome. You know, and yeah, it's, it was pretty special. It was pretty surreal. You know, it's like, did they just say what I think they said? I mean, it felt the same way the year, you know, it was actually – you know, we had the year off, but whatever, the last time they had it, and, it, and he got reserved. I'm like, you know, he had just turned six. They got to be six yeah. to compete in the kids' queue, and his birthday is September 6th. So when he did it in 2019, you know, he was like six years old in six days. He's, he's, real, he's little anyway, so it's pretty funny. I'm like, man, he just went and reserved it. How cool is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, then last, last year, you know, he grants yeah. it. And- well, you know, I was, you know, as you're sitting there and it's, I guess no different than watching sports or whatever. I'm just as anxious when they're calling those awards yeah. as when they're calling our awards, you know, you got a lot of things going through your head and me, yeah, you know, I'm sitting there. Okay. Man, they called third and they called second and then they were getting the first and I'm like preparing myself to hear, another kid's name, you know, eh, you know, you did good. You'll get them next year, but, and they go read, breathe. And I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I was going to ask you. You know, what was running through your mind during all that? I mean, that's exactly what was running through my mind. I mean, I was just a little bit in disbelief. I'm like, wow. You know, I mean, I do a lot of competition and I don't win every time, you know? So yeah, I consider myself pretty good. And it, it, it's just kind of mind-blowing to to see that happen that way. It's way cool. Oh, yeah. You know, eight-year-old world champion, American Royal yeah. world <laughs> champion. That's, yeah. you know. And, and, it, and it was funny he's because. He's over here like, what's next, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he he's up there flexing and, you know, he was just <laughs> taking in the whole moment and it was beautiful. And, and like you were saying, you know, he, 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 got the, he got the cape, he got the crown. The crown barely fits on his head. You know, I was waiting for it to fall straight down, and he's he's wearing it like a necklace. But you know, he was pumped. You were pumped, and you know, yeah, that's way cool. Yeah, that's way cool. Yeah, that 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 had to be a one hell of a proud papa moment for sure. For sure. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, Michael Gall from King Louis Meat Apostles is asking. Uh, What's your favorite comp to cook other than the next one? <laughs> uh, man, it's easy. It's American roll. If I could only cook one comp a year, it'd be the American roll. Yeah. Man, it's incredible. You got 500 teams there. Man, anybody in competition barbecues there. Um, and a walk at the roll is uh, man, it's just a feeling – you know, it's not, it's a feeling like no other walk really, you know, I mean, you got 500 people there and you walk, you kind of feel like you weren't supposed to. So it's, it's just exciting, you know, parties everywhere, just everybody having a good time. And if you've never been to the Royal, you should go. I thought it would be a one and done, like a bucket list. It's a long ways away, 
and it's, it's, you know, I say it's expensive and everything's expensive these days, but, and after I did it the first year, I'm like, man, we're going back next year. And now it's like, I, man, if I can only cook one a year, I'm going to the Royal. Do the Royal for sure. For sure. Now, before we, I'm just looking at the clock. It's like, holy cow, you know, <laughs> it goes by fast. But I, you know, before any, before I run out of time, I wanted to ask you, cause I know that, um, uh, you, you and Bill Purvis had done a, a cooking class. Now, yeah, how, did. how did that go? You know, the preparation for that and, uh, you guys got any plans on doing another one in the, maybe the near future? Yeah. You know, I've gotten to, uh, that was the third class that I did this year. And, um, you know, my goal is to do two to four classes a year. And man, classes are kind of a timing thing. You know, we've got a ton of teams coming from Texas to go to the Royal this year and, you know, limited with KCBS experience just because typically the contests are so far away. And that was the idea of that class where, you know, uh, we each did three turn-ins. So you got six turn-ins. You know, I did legs, he did thighs, he did ribs, I did pork, he did brisket flat, and I did burn-ins. So we wanted to cover all the bases that you might typically cook in a KCBS from start to finish and and hopefully have these guys, you know, not that it's only applicable to KCBS because man, I'm running the same thing in Texas that I that I run in Wyoming, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's It's definitely transferable. It's not something you got to bounce around with and yeah the class went great um man we had a great class very attentive i'm hoping they'll make some noise at the roll this year well, for sure now are you um are you you cook cooking both ends of the royal so the invitational and the open correct all right yes sir there you go yeah you got the got the grands but uh all right, like, like I had said earlier in the show, you know, it seems like on Facebook every every Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, you know, there's always a picture of, you know, you were a piece of hardware. You know, it's what? No one's listening. What, what's your key to consistency? <laughs> Just me and you right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I get that a lot. And, you know, people want a quick answer for everything, yeah. like do this and you'll win. And man, it's really not that easy. It's man, it's it starts today. You know, I spent probably four hours meat shopping, um, procuring meat for future contests. Um, and tomorrow I'll trim meat. Um, Thursday I get everything ready to go to a comp this weekend. Then you go do the comp. You go through the system. You know, I built a product line uh, for me that's like a system. Um, I, I'm, I'm real big on balance. I think in the competition world, things need to be balanced. I think, you know, you're not going to win every time, but if you have a balanced product, I think you'll please more people in the long run. You know, it might not be the best they ever had, but you, you typically won't get dinged for it. Um, yeah. and in competition, man, it's not the first place that gets you. It's the, you know, whatever's down towards the bottom that loses the contest for you. You know, if you, you hit fifth, 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 you're in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. So uh, balance is real big for me in the processes. And, you know, cooking with confidence, too. You know, I've been out there. We've probably all gone through struggles. And when you're going through struggles, it's not really fun. It seems like, you know, you can't catch a break. But when you're hot, man, you roll anywhere in the world, and you just know you're going to win it. And to me, it helps you cook better. Yeah. You know, great point. And great, great point of um, preparation. That's, I think, that's the number one key. 
because you know you got your game plan on your cook itself. So the preparation is the key that you got the right meat. You got the, the ribs with the straightest bones you can find and the marbling and this and that. And then just go, you know, just, just you know, and then just go and do your cook. You know, yeah. believe in you your know, cook a, and all that and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, you said preparation. I did a class with Richard Fergola. Fergalicious barbecue down in San Antonio in January. And, um, you know, we each did four meats. We were really busy. And, you know, <laughs> afterwards, I don't think either one of us knew any more about what the other one did than when we started. <laughs> but I called him, I called him later in the week and said, Hey man, I just want to let you know, I keep a little rolling list and I don't know, there's probably eight or 10 things on there that I've learned along the way that made a big impact to me. And I told him, you know, I was, yeah, I had just got done doing, I don't even remember what in the class. And he got up there and he started, I'm just overhearing what he said. And he said, you know, I can't stress you enough preparation and being prepared. You know, you can never be prepared enough. And I thought about that, you know, I'm like, man, he's right. You know, I'm not even prepared as, as much as I need to be. Yeah. And, you know, you, you're going to start with something and potentially it can only get worse. Right. So the more yeah. prepared you are. Uh, the more perfect it stays but for the end product, if that makes sense. So, yeah, that meant a lot to me, being prepared. 100%. Thanks, Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> and, Fergie, if you're listening, you're on the list, brother. I'm going to be hitting you up soon. Um, yeah, and we're, we're going we're gonna to give the last question of the day to, uh, what do you want to call him, the, the co-assistant producer? <laughs> he wants he wants looking for some oh. title here. But uh he wants to know um what's your expectations at the jack coming up and uh what do you look forward to the most with it? Um well obviously the jack, this is my first trip to the jack. Um it means a lot to me to qualify for the jack. Um and I cook a lot and it seems like <laughs> such a hard almost unattainable goal, especially out of Texas. Um, I was very fortunate this year. Um, you know, I have had a great year cooking. I've been relatively hot the entire year, but the sanction and bodies in Texas did a good job of making more contests, state championships. We don't have a, bl a blanket proclamation in Texas. So we do a lot of cookoffs that are 40 teams that aren't a qualifier for the Jack. And this year we had, many more that were qualifiers and, and I made sure I was at those events this year. Um, and they all fell together and I qualified for the Jack. So it was really, really special to do that for me. It, it is a bucket list to just even go there and cook, but man, cooking 40 KCBS events last year, you know, I, I feel somewhat prepared for that. Um, and I'm practicing at home. I'm getting a game plan together and the, uh, my expectations are like any other contest to go win the contest. Um, you know, obviously I, I hope we come out with some success, but, and I feel like we have a great shot at winning as good a shot as anybody else. So I'm going to go in prepared, cook my best meats, hopefully be satisfied with them and, and we'll see what happens at awards. Just like any other one. hundred percent. You, you got a spot, you got a chance. That's it. <laughs> oh, but oh, you know. consider ourselves good enough to get lucky heck yeah luck has a lot to do with it but you know awesome brother 
you know, Phil, thank you so much for taking time. Like I said, you've been on the list, and the boys have been hounding me, hounding me, and we've been getting through this list. So I appreciate <laughs> you, brother, and I appreciate you taking well, the time. It was a pleasure being on the show, John. Oh, anytime, brother, anytime. You're, you're always welcome here for sure. Uh, uh, where can everybody find you on all the social media platforms? Yeah, so it's Philip Breeden on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, I've got my personal page, Phil, Phil, Philip Breeden, and then LC Barbecue Facebook page. Awesome. Awesome, brother. All right, hang in there once. And don't sec- forget our website, yep. lcbbqshop.com. LC Nation, we love you. <laughs> awesome, brother. Hang in one sec. I'll jump right back in with you. <coughs> awesome, Chrissy. Yeah. Awesome guy. Awesome guest. Awesome guy. You know, like you said, just a, a complete wealth of knowledge and the encyclopedia. Yeah. 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 By the way, Kent, you just get a Kyle. So, no, it's Kent. Rookie. We're just his rookie producer. Rookie producer. Okay. Yeah. That's that's his title. That's all he gets. <laughs> He's trying to take your job here, Chrissy. Oh, good luck. <laughs> no one can replace me. <laughs> Kent, they like her voice better than yours. Yeah. <laughs> So awesome, awesome. Yeah. We're getting close to Texas. I know. What, three weeks? Three oh weeks. Well, te- technically two weeks two. from today, I'll be right. leaving. <gasps> what will I do I'll take, I'll be you. taking off right after the show, heading down, getting my pit, and then watch out now. Oh, my goodness. Watch out now. But awesome show. Thank you, Phil Breeden, for taking the yes. time to join me. Tune in next week. What do we got? We got Captain Ron. Ooh. From Team Big Green Egg. Yeah. And Big Green Eggers of South Florida. Right. Captain Rod Dimplemeyer. Um had a had an opportunity of cooking with him two years ago, virtually, during the virtual yes. Ribba Fest. So it still counts. Yeah. Still counts yep. in my book. But uh we're gonna talk to him. He does some amazing stuff. A lot of stuff with obviously with the egg. And, uh, and, and uh, there's C-Mac, yeah. speaking of, just talking about Riverfest and uh, Captain Ron for next week. But, uh, yeah, we got that, uh, Riverfest yeah. coming up, too. So Ooh, Lots of cool stuff. So that's it for this week, folks. I'd like to thank you all for joining us. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. On YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. You have all our episodes right there at your fingertips. On social media, find me at all the links down below. Questions or comments, please send them to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. And until next week, keep the smoke rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.